some sitting here have keys, some. And I just want to blow a myth or debunk a myth. Not everyone has keys. Not everyone is in the kingdom. So in the church, we have children of God and we have sons of God. A child is born, but a son is given. Are you guys with me? A child is born, but a son, the sound is better, much better. Thank you so much from compared to last week. Last week, I wanted to throw the mic at people uh, because you're preaching and it hurts your ears and you can't hear when you're preaching. It is very bad. Uh, you will never understand unless you have to preach in that regard. So, um, you know, sound can block you out so, so it can create a barrier here. Literally a barrier that I cannot hear you at all. So if you say amen or I can't hear anything and then it rings in my ears and it gives you vertigo. So now you're preaching and you're thinking everybody hates what is going on people or, and it affects the gift tremendously. So then you have to go beyond that and just uh, well, do it by faith. But that's why I'm saying sound is very important. Sound is one of the most important things in a church. So this was good back then, but it needs to change and time changes. So... Um, uh, where, where were we? Uh, keys, sons, child, children. So some are sons of God. Some are children of God. Are you guys with me? Let me, let me? let me debunk something else. Most in the church, even here, are still children of God. They're not sons of God. A son of God is somebody who carries the government on their shoulders. It's somebody who uh, is led by the Spirit of God. It is somebody who carries the express image. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus came as the Son of God. And He carried the expressed image of the glory of God from the Father. He was the expressed image of His Father. Are, are you guys with me? Yeah, you're not catching this. If Pastor Martin preaches or ministers and he is totally different than me, if he is preaching totally different messages, totally different style, people look at him and they're like, yes, this is a good Joel Austin that is standing here. Uh, are you guys with me? And I know it feels a little bit empty. Remember the conference was packed out. So now it feels like we're having a cell group almost, okay, <laughs> compared, to, compared to the conference. Because we have here, let's say this morning, let's say 300 people in the evening. We, uh, I mean, the conference, we had 600, over 600 people. So, but, uh, so now he does everything different than me. It is because he has not matured from a child to a son. A son is somebody that carries the express image of the Father. And that is the only way that the kingdom of God can be manifested or be represented and demonstrated wherever they go. Are you guys with me? When people looked at the disciples, they thought they were looking at Jesus. When they looked at Peter and John, they said, these men are uneducated and untrained. When they saw the boldness with which they preached, they said, these men had to be with Jesus. Because they were uneducated and untrained, but there's an impartation on them that can come nowhere except by the Spirit of God. Paul said in Romans 1 verse 11, I long to come to you that I may impart to you some 
spiritual gift. So importation causes somebody to begin to walk in the express image of God. Are you guys with me? Then what made Jesus become even more like God and carry His image even more? He had to sacrifice. Now these are things I'm going to get in maybe like next week or something. I have to do it on a Sunday morning service, not an evening service. Um, there is places on how you can get closer to the kingdom. But it requires somebody to apply the scripture where Paul says, not all things are lawful. Uh, sorry, all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. So now, the way you enter, and I'm going to get into it, like I said, next week, I'm just giving you a taste before we get into the keys, is you get from the outer courts, the inner courts, the Holy of Holies. Where did Jesus say is the kingdom of God? He said it's inside of you. But just because it is inside of you, it doesn't mean you're demonstrating it. You need to have a key to access it before they come out and be demonstrated. Are you guys with me? So, so, so now, when, when, uh, when you carry the kingdom, you go from the outer court, where's the Holy of Holies, the throne is inside of us. So when you go from the outer court, the inner court, the Holy of Holies, from the outer court, the first thing you approach is the altar of sacrifice. Meaning that God requires you and I to live a life of sacrifice. Sacrifice is not doing something you're not allowed to do. Sacrifice is not doing something which you are allowed to do. I'm going to say it again. Sacrifice is not doing something, not not doing something that you are not allowed to do. Sacrifice is doing something that you are lawful and allowed to do and even allowed, permitted by God to do. Are, are you guys with me? Uh, 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 uh. The deeper you go with God, the more marginalized and narrow the road becomes. So the deeper you go, the more narrow it becomes. The less you are allowed to do, the deeper you go. Are, are you guys with me? You can walk in and all of a sudden you just can't talk to somebody anymore. You can't be a friend to somebody. It's nothing wrong being friends with that person. But the Holy Spirit is ministering to you to come deeper into a place of the kingdom. So now you say, even though I can watch this type of uh, TV shows from morning to night, I'm allowed to. Or I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to, 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 to have fun and do this all the time. The Spirit of God is forbidding you, forbidding you to do it. Now you get into a place where God is forcing you to do something and to go in a way where you do not want to go, but your sacrifice, you don't have to listen to that. It now becomes a burden in your spirit where you will feel for a week or two weeks, maybe you should just not eat. You get to a meal and you feel like, I don't want to eat. It is the nudging of the spirit that is telling you, I want you to become closer to me. Are you guys with me? So say with me, kingdom. Kingdom is different. Kingdom is not for everyone. Uh, kingdom, and I'm just going to throw this and leave this. Kingdom is not the message that is supposed to be preached. Miles Monroe had it for a time, and it was good. But when we look at Scripture, are you guys with me? 
And I love Miles Monroe's stuff. Please, I have all his books. I'm using it as an example. Is that okay? So, so uh, because he had a revelation of the kingdom, and rightfully so. And uh, uh, he opened up the kingdom. But that is one part. Paul came. Let me explain. Jesus comes. He speaks about the second coming. Matthew chapter number 24, he speaks about the second coming. Paul comes. He speaks about the mystery of the rapture. Jesus never spoke or mentioned it. Why? Because he, his crowd and his audience was different. His audience was the Jews, the lost sheep of Israel. Are you guys with me? Paul's audience was the Gentiles. Total different message. The Jews were fulfilled, was, were required to fulfill certain things. Um, so what had Jesus preached? He preached the message of the kingdom. Because a kingdom will be established in the millennial reign. Uh, are you guys with me? So when he spoke about the kingdom, it was kind of like linked to the, the Jews running a kingdom. I'm not speaking of a physical kingdom that will be put up. I'm speaking of a spiritual kingdom. But it was a message for the Jews. Now in no way do we cut out Jesus' words. In no way do we filter it out. But I just want something to be dropped in your spirit. That when Paul came, he never preached kingdom. Not once will you, will you see where he preached and it calls the message of the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom. He preached something called the gospel of grace. Are you guys with me? What is the gospel of grace? The gospel of grace is the mixing of two gospels. It is the gospel of the kingdom plus the gospel of salvation. So when the Bible says that you are kings and priests, say with me, kings and priests. A priest has to go in and speak to God on behalf of the people and uh, hear from God and he would come out. He would minister to the Lord. He would go for forgiveness of sins. Are you guys with me? So we see the kingdom of priests, uh, the priesthood is there for the gospel of salvation. But now there's another part. The Bible says we are kings and priests. So now the king is the gospel of the kingdom. A king doesn't go and ask forgiveness. A king commands. Are you guys with me? A king rules and he reigns and he has a kingdom. And Jesus says, I've made you kings and priests. Meaning I've got you to have the gospel of salvation and the gospel of the kingdom. To be together. But many are moving and operating and living in the gospel of salvation only. Are you guys with me? The gospel of salvation is where your cup is full, but not overflowing. It is where you can pray for people and, and so on, but you don't have an influence in the body of Christ. You don't have a national or international influence or an influence where demons would come around you and they would know, but wait, this person carries a reputation in the realm of the Spirit. Are you guys with me? I'm sure you know all these things. I don't know. That's why you're not responding. Uh, uh, or you are tired after the deliverance or you need more deliverance. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so the kingdom and the priests common, is culminated together brings what we call the gospel of grace. And Paul brought a mystery, the mystery of the rapture, the mystery of marriage, the mystery of, uh, the mystery of marriage, the mystery of the church. 
the mystery of the gospel of grace. Jesus never preached grace. Don't think what you think the Bible says. Are you guys with me? Jesus never preached grace. In fact, the woman came and begged deliverance by him. And he says, you are a dog. Get away from it. It's not for you. This is only for the Jews. Jesus was sent to the lost sheep of Israel. Paul came in as a discourse, as an interlude, if I can say it like that. And he brought the message of the kingdom that was for the Jews. He brought it to Gentiles and say, the way you enter the kingdom now is you simply believe. Are you guys with me? Now let me say this. If you go sleep with 27 prostitutes today, do you believe that if you ask forgiveness, you'll be forgiven? You don't even believe in forgiveness. Imagine your other sins now. Are you guys with me? Do you believe if you go to God and you ask Him to forgive you, He will forgive you? I hope so. Otherwise, heaven is far from you. Because you can only be cleansed by the blood to the degree that you believe. Okay? So when I battle with unbelief, the blood isn't doing the cleansing. If I battle an unbelief in my salvation, the blood isn't doing its cleansing. Okay, so, so that's why your salvation must be 100% sure. We have been given assurance of salvation. So how many of you know if a minister that preaches the gospel goes and sleeps with 27 prostitutes, if he asks God to forgive him, he'll be forgiven. Okay, but so people will have a saying, they'll say, but that person, that person is forgiven, they restored they're back in ministry, they repented, they were off stage maybe for a year or something like that because they fell in adultery and now they're back in ministry, but it's not the same around them. Are you guys with me? Let's take Jimmy Swaggart for an example. Everybody knew him. Now people will still think, is he still alive? Is he? He lost. The moment he went to ask for forgiveness, he was forgiven. The priest sighed. But what did he lose? Not his salvation. He lost his kingship. So he lost his position as a king in the kingdom. And he was removed by that. When a king sins and falls into sin, their position is affected. Not their salvation, their position. David's position was affected the moment he fell into sin. Are you guys with me? So now you are somebody whose cup doesn't run over. But your cup is just full. You can minister to people. But God will hold you accountable so that you minister to people. And you're going to feel empty and you're going to feel, I need to go pray and fast before I can minister to more people. And it's God's technology, if I can say it like that, to keep you in a relationship with Him. But those who know their position in Christ as a king, their cup is overflowing. They have influence. They have rank. They are in a place of position. They in demand. Are you guys with me? So sinning isn't a matter of your salvation as much as it what it affects your position. So say with me, keys of the kingdom. Are you guys with me? Many ministers don't operate in the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? It is where I can governmentally rule on earth by the realm of the spirits, I have, it means that I am an access point for the things of heaven to come through me. Are you guys with me? Say with the keys of the kingdom. 
I want you to catch this message, and I'm going to start only now. I just shared that as a, as a teaser, I think. Um, go with you to Matthew 16, verse, Matthew 16, verse 19. Thank you for those who are online who are following. I want to ask everybody, I can see your comments and everything here, but I want to ask everyone that is on YouTube just to like the broadcast for us and subscribe. Just like the broadcast, take a thumbs up. And that is, guys, we're doing that because we are just building certain social media platforms. The church 20 years ago refused to shift. And that's why they are gone. Churches five years ago refused to shift to online. And that is why they are busy fading. Things are no longer local. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Things are no longer local. Things are no longer, you have somebody living in uh, Durban and now they must be in a local church there. No, no, no. God has caused the church to become, uh, to become borderless. Travel to become so easy. I can have friends on another country and uh, I can have a base in another country and it is like I am there. Are you guys with me? That is a revelation that God is taking the local church to because the local church feels or thinks it's just them and their boundaries. No, you're, you're, when your borders are stretched or when the capacity of your spirit is enlarged, you can have members of your church all over the nation, all over, all over the world. It depends how big God increases the capacity of your spirit, which also equals measure and rank. Meaning, what keys are he, is He giving to you? Come on. Are you guys with me? They are keys of the kingdom. Keys in the kingdom, which we're going to get into right now. Now, uh, 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 go with me to Matthew 16, verse 9. Let's see, my iPad here is broken because it does, it's a new one and it's broken. It keeps going off and it doesn't want to fix that. Matthew 16 verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you will bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let's read from, let's read from uh, two verses back. Let me see. One, verse, one more verse back. One more verse back. Quickly, quickly. One, back, one more back. One more back. Okay. Let me read from you. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea, Philippa, he asked his disciples saying, who do men, this is probably the most important question that Jesus asked his disciples ever. He said, who do men say that I, the son of man am? Next verse. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say? Now let me just, whoa, go back one verse. Let me just say something. Some say you are John the Baptist. Others say you are Elijah. Is Elijah not dead? No, he's not dead. He's in heaven. Okay, so he will still have to come back to die. That's, that's fine. Others say you are Jeremiah. Is Jeremiah not dead? Say with me, or one of the prophets. There is giving us a key to the ability of the prophetic gift. 
I don't know if you guys are with me. Mm. When Saul went to the witch of Endor and began to call up spirits and the spirit of Samuel and the Bible says the Lord permitted Samuel to come through and speak to him. Meaning that they had a belief system when Jesus was asking this question that even if somebody lived thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago, there can be a manifestation of their body. I don't know if you guys are with me. Why would they say you are Jeremiah? They know Jeremiah was thousands of years ago. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Yeah, next verse. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this, meaning you have not received this from reading books or gone to university or somebody speaking to you, has not revealed apocalypto, revelation. This was a revelation given to you by my Father who is in heaven. He said right now at this moment, you received a direct download from heaven. When revelation comes upon you, when you speak revelation, say with me, it comes from heaven. Next verse. And also I say to you that you are no longer Simon Barjona, but you are now Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. You are now Peter. On this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. What are keys? Say with me, keys. Keys are laws. I'm going to just give you a few definitions of what the keys are. In Scripture, a biblical definition of, of keys. Keys are laws. When they are used correctly, they always work. Are you guys with me? Keys are principles. They always work. Keys are systems. Governments run on systems. When you disrupt a governmental system, you disrupt the government. When you destroy a governmental system, you destroy its government. That's how powerful systems are. Are you guys with me? Keys activate function. Meaning I can have, I can have fuel in my car, but it will not drive unless I put the key in it. And I have the ability to turn the key and activate the car. Otherwise, the fuel is useless. Are you guys with me? Keys come by, say with me, revelation. How do I get a key? I must have revelation. Why do we desire to preach revelation to you? Sunday morning, Sunday night, and many times in the week. Why do we endeavor to go in the point of, what am I doing this morning? I'm touching points of revelation. This is not a 5.5 teaching. I'm preaching something with a certain tone, with an ability where the spirit can move so that it can get into your spirit. The moment it gets into your spirit and it jumps or your spirit leaps, it means you have been given a key. 
What is a key? A key means you don't have to work for something. You just do it. Are you, are you guys with me? Uh, maybe this message isn't so exciting. Keys come by revelation. Keys open access points. Say with me, access points. They are gates and doors to dimensions. Keys cannot be substituted by emotions or feelings. Meaning if I'm locked out of my car and my key is in the car, it doesn't matter how I cry or how I scream, that key will not move and the car door cannot open unless a key opens it. A lot of people want to cry themselves into the kingdom or they want to beg God. No, no, no. Say with me, keys. When you have a key, you don't have to fast. When you have a key, you don't have to pray. You just unlock it. It is keys. Now, have you, have you seen? So, what, so keys represents power, authority, and etc. But what is a key? A key is the ability to, uh, to bring heaven Key is the ability to bring heaven down on the earth or whatever you do here, heaven obeys when you are given a key. Are you, are you guys with me? So life is full of keys. I need to pass school grades. I need a key. Are you, are you guys with me? In order to drive a car, I need a license. Now, can I drive the car without a license? Absolutely. Is it illegal? Matthew 7 verse 21. Are you guys with me? Where they said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, have we not cast the demons out of your name? Have we not worked the miracles, prophesied in your name? Depart from me. I never knew you. You never had the key. You never came in by the door. You came in by the sheepfold through another way. What was the tree in the garden? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. When they touched the fruit and ate it, they went into a realm of supernatural knowledge without going through Christ or God's system. So they went in by another way. What is the occult? Getting supernatural knowledge by other means except through Christ. Are you guys with me? So say with me, keys. So I can drive without keys, but it's illegal. There are people that are ministering in the body of Christ. They are ministering illegal. We had one minister coming to, to our church to visit us, um, prophet or something. And uh, they came and uh, just to come and sit in the service. And uh, I'm preaching and I'm preaching and I'm preaching. And, and the Lord begins to t speak to me about the person, telling me how they lost everything how a lot of things happen and they still had a ministry but and uh, then also saw an area of sin in their lives that is hindering um, them to be in a place of being permitted you see i said to you in the deliverance week that when somebody is wounded they have to be on a sit down when they are unclean when they touched something they were not allowed to touch god puts them on sit down until they are healed until they are cleaned. They cannot go into a place of holiness to minister on behalf of God's people and to God on behalf of His people and vice versa. Are you guys with me? They cannot. In fact, if a priest walked into the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament, they would be struck dead and pulled out by a rope. Are, are you guys with me? So, so, 
so people can minister. So this minister was here by our church and, uh, and I'm preaching and I'm preaching and I'm checking. They, they up and down, left and right, moving. Then they're in the back and they going like this. And I mean, this is a normal person. And I'm looking and I'm seeing the partner, you know, somewhere. And uh, the partner is getting a bit embarrassed. And this person is, then they're in the bathroom and then they're out. And then they're in the bathroom and then they're out. And I'm thinking, but the demons are playing with you. You cannot sit five minutes. It, they came to receive a prophecy. They came to speak and ask for help. It wasn't halfway through the message. They just disappeared. Are you guys with me? When you are illegal in the body of Christ, it means they cannot trace you. You can trace who has laid hands on me. You can trace where I've come from for many years. Yes, God shifted a lot of things. He does it almost with every minister. He shifts you into camps, into realms, into dimensions. Especially if you're in a place like South Africa, where few are operating in dimensions. Do you know how frustrating it is to not find one conference in the nation of South Africa where my wife and I can go sit and be filled? I took my team, to, we went to one conference. It was like a week long or something. And uh, uh, I think, you know, if I watched Spider-Man, I would have gotten much more revelation. <laughs> much more. The Holy Spirit would have worked with me, spoke to me. I would have been refreshed. And I would have watched a good movie at the same time. So, uh, uh, unfortunately, that's the state of the church. And churches are choosing to be seeker sensitive and not go deep into the things of God. You see, you cannot have a relationship with God unless it becomes deep. The Bible says deep cries out unto deep. Are, are you guys with me? So because of that, God will allow me to get certain relationships and associations to what? To give keys. You cannot get into a dimension unless somebody opens it. No one is just praying and God giving them keys. No, no, no. God uses people. Paul had to be laid hands upon by, uh, by uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, Ananias. To enter into a place where he can begin to minister. Hmm. Peter received revelation. That the gospel is going to the Gentiles, but he had to go to the apostles to be accepted. Paul had to go to the apostles at Jerusalem to be accepted. So God uses the body. Are, are you guys with me? Somebody that will say, no, no, they're going to pray and fast for many years and then God will, no, God is going to give you access. He works with keys. Are you authorized or not? Are, are you guys with me? That is why you will see a lot of people that start churches. Their church stays five people or ten people. And they're going at that thing for 30 years. There was a friend of mine, no longer a friend, many, many, many years ago. They started a church, the thing was 10 people. They got it up to 40 people. Now it's like 15 years later. 15 years, they're around the corner here. It's 15 people. I'm thinking, why, how can you settle, resign? I don't understand. So now it becomes, okay, do you need money? That's why you're doing it. Are, are you guys with me? Because what are you doing? You're doing, you're just ministering to your family and you're calling it a church. Um, so there are keys. When people are illegitimate, when people are, when people are uh, not authorized, legalized in the spirits, they cannot be traced back. 
as to who laid hands on them. Where were they ordained? Where did they start ministry? Where did they serve in the ministry? Mm. Are you guys with me? Who did they serve in ministry for how many years? If there's no tracing back, the devil is not afraid of them. They have no scars. They have no wounds in a good way. Are, are, are you guys with me? So let, let's go on. Let's go on. Say with you the keys of the kingdom. Oh man, I want to finish this. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I think we should. Say with me, uh, three orders of keys. So you have the keys of the kingdom, and we'll get to the scriptures throughout the message. The keys of the kingdom, where the Bible's kingdom of heaven, where we just read now Matthew 16 verse 19, that I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, that whatever you bind on this earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Those are the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Number two, you have the keys of Hades and hell. Are you guys with me? The keys of death. Number three, you have the keys of knowledge in Scripture. So these are the three main groupings of keys. There are other keys underneath this grouping. So this is what we call the three orders of keys. For example, you have three orders of angels. You have the highest order is seraph, seraphims, cherubims, and thrones. Uh, the second order, the mid-highest order, mid-order, is what we call, uh, is what we call uh, dominions, virtues, and powers. The third order is what you call uh, uh, principalities, archangels, and angels. So you have nine angels grouped together in three orders. Because uh, under them and amongst them are more angels, but these are the main nine. Are you guys with me? And above them also you have the creatures of heaven and the 24 elders and etc. And uh, the, the creatures where the one is the face of a man, the one is the face of a lion, the eagle and etc. So an ox. But uh, the keys of the kingdom, we've got three orders of keys. The keys of the kingdom of heaven, the keys of death, hell and Hades, the keys of death, hell and the grave, and then the keys of knowledge. So let me, so Matthew 16 verse 19, let me go read it again. Matthew 16 verse 19, put it up. Can you stay with me? Are you guys staying with me? I just sometimes hope what we're doing is like not too much or too confusing. You know, every preacher that looks at us, if they're not prophetic or in a realm of revelation, they're like, you know, why do you preach such difficult stuff? And, uh, you know, you're just making your people fat and blah, blah, blah. It's a revelation. That's my gift. Why do you preach such simple stuff? Shallow stuff. Because the Bible tells me where it's shallow, there is no fish being caught. Peter, Jesus said to Peter, cast your nets into the deep. Deep calls out unto deep. So Matthew 16 verse 19, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So keys is a legal depiction. It gives you the ability to allow or disallow the move of God. Are you guys with me? Keys come, say with me, because of revelation. When you get revelation, keys gives you the ability, you have the ability to operate keys, meaning God has given everyone keys here. He said, I have given you the keys of the kingdom, but we need a revelation to operate it. And God is the one who chooses whether he will give the revelation or not on how to operate the key. If you want to use it your own way, it's not going to work. Are you guys with me? The key of hearing God 
when Eli spoke to Samuel, Samuel heard the voice of God on his bed when he laid down. He heard the voice of the Lord, he even answered the Lord and nothing happened. And then he ran to Eli. And then Eli, by the third time, told him this. He said, go back and answer like this. But wait, Samuel did answer the Lord and the Lord didn't respond. If you go read the verse, he said, yes, Lord, here am I. And God didn't respond. Samuel, uh, Eli said to Samuel, he was five years old. He said, go to your bed. If you hear the voice again, it is the Lord speaking. And you say to him, Lord, your servant hears. He goes back, he says, Lord, your servant hears, or whatever words is there. And all of a sudden, God speaks back to him. But he said basically virtually the same just before that. He used the key wrong. There's a right way and a wrong way on using a key. Are, are you guys with me? So a lot of people want to do deliverance their way or praying their way. And this is how I pray. You know, we get into a prayer meeting on Saturday mornings, but they want to do this. They want to shout and dance in the corner there. No, go shout and dance at home. There's a key that God has given us that has worked. We have the ministry and the fruits to prove it. Are you guys with me? When we pray for healing, we do it a certain way. It's a key. So when ministers will tell you, you know, you don't have to breathe on people or, you know, wave your hand or, no, to just pray for them. No, shut up. This is my key. It is my operation. Now, now, some people can just maybe, I don't know, do funny stuff, but there's not healing. If there is healing, then you know your operation is working. That is the key that God has given you. But those who don't have keys will question and judge your key. And they'll say that you're doing it wrong, yet they have no key. They've never, given a key. They've never been given a key. They've never been able to heal anyone. Are you guys with me? Facebook is the funniest things lately. People comment like uh, they are Jesus himself. So say with me, they come by revelation. Number two, they come by identity. So identity. The Bible says that Jesus gave Peter keys. He didn't give Simon but Jonah keys. Simon but Jonah was Peter's old identity. Many in the church don't have keys or don't have the revelation of keys because they continue living in their old carnal self. Are you guys with me? They live in their old carnal self. They uh, kind of like love Egypt too much though. And whenever God is looking for them, they're somewhere in their old life, carnal life. And because they're in their carnal life, they can't operate in the keys. It was not Simon but Jonah that walked on the water. It was Peter that walked on the water, meaning Peter's identity had to change. If he was Simon but Jonah, that first step would not have worked and he would have sailed, sent. Are you guys with me? Go with me to Matthew 6 verse 33. I want to at least get somewhere this morning. We don't have much time. It's because of the communion. Um, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Go with me to Luke 17 verse 21. Luke 17 verse 21. Uh, nor will they say, see here or see there. 
For indeed, the kingdom of God, say with me, is within me. So where is the kingdom? Inside. So God's kingdom is not in the church here. It is inside of you. If His kingdom is inside of you, you have the ability to rule and reign. Are you guys with me? God works from a different invisible perspective. I want you to see this. There's systems that He operates by. And your physical matter, or our physical matter in this world is affected by the spiritual, but we'll say, but how? Because in our limited understanding and the reality we know, we only are aware of, I'm living this life and I'm dying and that is it. We don't understand other realities, other realms. Somebody can speak to you with words and hurt you emotionally. And you can hold your chest or your heart. Where now you say you have a broken heart or you have heart pain. Because of somebody that said something. My daughter would do it a lot. She would, there was like a year that in, in the past where she would grab, if we just say something like, no, you can't do this. She would grab her heart and start crying and say her heart is painful and it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna break. But we broke her heart, you know. But how is it that emotions, something that is invisible, can affect your physical body? Emotions is one reality. And then the physical is another reality. Are, are you guys with me? Fear can affect your physical body. Bitterness and unforgiveness can cause cancer to take place. Mm. Bitterness, unforgiveness, something that is invisible has the ability to make a person sick physically. Are you guys with me? You cannot touch emotions, you cannot feel it, you cannot see it, you cannot hear it. Anything that is outside of the five senses is in another dimension, another reality. Are you guys with me? So God is in another reality and He has to come into this reality. But realms and dimensions, gates and doors, say with me, has keys. So there's keys for God to come into this dimension. And there are keys for us to move into other dimension. Are you guys with me? And those realms and etc. and access points. Men and women are access points. Why? Where is the kingdom? So the kingdom is inside of you. You are an access point. Are, are, are you guys with me? You are a, uh, a location. Say with me a location. The Bible says give no place to the devil inside of you. So you are a geographical location. Uh, 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 um, uh, uh. Jesus says, the Bible says that, uh, the Bible says that we are in Christ. So Christ is a location. God is in Christ. So Christ is a location. Are, are you guys with me? We are in Christ. Christ is in us. We are high seated in heavenly places. Um, uh, 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 the Bible says that Jesus comes and He knocks at our door. So if we have a door, we have a house. If we have a house, and the scripture says He knocks at the door. I'm just not going to go now there for time's sake. 
if we are a house, we are a location. So you are a location to where God can rest upon or not. His kingdom, if you are a daughter house, if His kingdom is inside of you, that means there are operations going on inside of your spirit. Your physical can stand here, but your spirit can be as large as a city. I want you to change your way of thinking of reality or dimensions. Are you guys, are you guys with me? Even Jesus cannot come into us unless we allow Him. He can knock at the door, but we have to open the door. What key did we use for Him to come in? Say with your faith. Are you guys with me? So the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom gives you access to the things of the kingdom. Say with me, it gives me access. So we're on the keys of the kingdom and ah, oh man, we, we're still supposed to go to Hades and hell and all these things and, and uh, then many different keys. So if we don't finish, we will finish next time. Uh, say with you the key of dominion. Go Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26. Genesis 1 verse 26. They're doing communion in Krugersdorp, so they must take their time. Okay? So that we can still get there. Then God, because I need to get to these two points. Uh, Genesis 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have, say with me, dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle. So God is saying, listen, we're going to make Adam and man, and they will have dominion. So Adam was given the key of dominion, but he never applied it. Those who have the key of dominion have the ability to rule areas on earth. Having a house is a part of the key of the kingdom. When you have a title deed for land or building, it is a part of the kingdom, of the key of dominion. Are you guys with me? But there are some whose, whose borders are wide. There are others who have small, there's others who have no key of dominion. So what do you pray for? What do you, you wait and you seek the Lord in revelation. Begin to understand dominion when it comes to business, when it comes to your personal life. It is a key that is given to you. Those who are in property will tell you it's easy to obtain properties. And then those who have never been in property, they'll tell you it's so difficult. How do I get a house? How do I get, how do I buy an apartment? They don't have the key. Are you guys with me? So, 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 so listen. Adam was not controlling the world because he was in the garden. He never left the garden until he was put out. But the fact that he was in the garden and not in the world, the Lord told him, go and multiply and be fruitful. Subdue the earth and fill it. He stayed in the garden. Are you guys with me? So he never stepped into a place of having dominion. There are two gardens. There's the garden of Eden and the garden of God. One day I'll preach on that. Garden of Eden and the garden of God. Two different gardens. There are three trees in the garden. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life. And the tree of figs, the fig tree. Because where did they get the figs to sow? Okay. There's trees. One is for covering. The one is for knowledge. And the other one, if they would have eaten of it, they would have had 
eternal life and be as God's. Not having to die. Go read your Bible. I'm not preaching heresy. Are, are you guys with me? So, uh, so, so we see that, that Adam never controlled the earth. The garden was a landing spot or a landing strip for God. If I can't say it like that. It was a landing strip for God. You are, say, I am a location. You are, because the kingdom is in you, you are the connector between divinity and the earth, the natural, the physical. The ability, the how kingdom, when Jesus prayed, He says, pray this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. But now He says, where is the kingdom? Inside of you. The kingdom has keys, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So you have to unlock it to be able one, the moment you unlock it, kingdom and those things in heaven can come through you out in the earth. So you are a location. Because you are a location, you are a landing spot for heaven, a landing spot for God. You are an airstrip for God, an airport, a place of exchange. Please understand it like that. Are you guys with me? The Bible says this. It says that, uh, it says that, uh, that Jacob laid his head on the rock, the stone that was anointed, the anointed with oil later on, but he laid his head on the rock. And when he laid his head on the rock, he saw angels ascending and descending. Are you guys with me? Going up a ladder into the gateway of heaven. And he says, this is the gateway of heaven, the house of God. That was the place where angels were, say with me, uh, a landing strip for the angels. Now the book of Peter says, Christ is the cornerstone, but are you not living stones? Meaning that wherever you and I go, we are an open heaven, a landing strip where angels can ascend and descend. But if you have the keys, say with me the keys. Are you guys with me? So you are a location in the same way that you are a location. The Garden of Eden was a location. When God came down, the Bible says He walked in the cool of the day. In the garden. So when He wanted to visit earth, He visited the garden. God needs a location to be by. Are you guys with me? Why, why does He need a, location, a certain location? Why could God only go to the Garden of Eden and to man, which we will get to a bit later. Let's leave man for now, but why could he only come to a garden of Eden? The Bible says, eventually he spoke to Moses. He says, build me a temple, build me an ark, put cherubims on the ark. And then he says these words, he says, come in the midst of the cherubims and there I will speak to you. In the midst of my presence, which is between the two cherubims. And there I will speak to you. So the cherubims is the guardians and the protectors of his presence. Why does God's presence need to be protected? Are you guys with me? I'm just leaving questions with you. It's a type of apologetics without giving you answers, but in the message maybe. Okay. Why does his presence need to be protected? Why is his throne in heaven surrounded by cherubims and seraphims? 
Why does it need to be protected? If it wasn't protected, Lucifer would have taken it. If he doesn't protect it now, another angel will take it. Don't think it was only once off. Are you guys with me? The reason God never gets up from his throne, the moment he gets up, another one will take it. So he created systems and keys, and those angels must move and do this and that, that he never gets up from his throne. God's never really come into the place yet. His presence comes in. Because he's omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, but he doesn't come in. He's on the throne. We can get to the throne. Are you guys with me? So why in the garden? Because by the entrances of the garden, cherubims were standing. So the garden was the place and the location where God lived and he could come down and be protected. But how can Satan be in the garden of Eden? Because he was a cherub. Are you guys with me? The only angel that could come into the garden of Eden were cherubs. He lost his sword, but he was a cherub. So he was stripped from his power. He was stripped from his authority. And he could get into the garden of Eden. So you have the key of dominion. So with the key of dominion. Then you have the key of the presence of God. So with the presence of God. Ah. So God flies on the wings of cherubims. Psalm 18 verse 10. You don't have to go there. He flies on the wings of cherubims. Cherubims are the transporters of God. God's presence. When you feel His presence coming into a place in the church, when we have moments and meetings where the glory of God is thick, there are cherubims that are present. His presence doesn't move anywhere without cherubims. I don't know if you guys are with me. So Satan comes, say with me, a messenger of light. An angel of light. Say an angel of light. So when, when Satan comes as an angel of light to people, he doesn't... He doesn't claim to be the light. An angel is a messenger. He says he's a messenger of light. He claims to be from God. Are you guys with me? He comes to deceive. And he knows that he tried to get into the Garden of Eden where, where, where God would come and visit. He could get to that access point. He knew another access point was light. If he would come as a messenger of light into the world, he could come on behalf of God. And those who are being deceived doesn't know the difference. But he failed to recognize the third key on how God could enter the world. So God said, he looked at the system that he created called earth. And he said that the way I can sneak in, and I use the word sneak in, because who's the God of this world? Satan. Who's the one who rules? It's Satan. He's the God of this age. He blinds the, the, sun, he blinds the eyes of the sons of disobedience, he, of the people of this world. He, he was, Adam was given dominion over the God of Eden, actually over the earth, Adam, as a son of God, as those who would come into the council of God, as we have preached, into the courtroom of heaven uh, with the other sons of God. Adam was one of them. He lost it and he gave the dominion to Satan. Satan became the ruler of the earth. God had to find a way to come in. So he says, I'm going to become one of them. And he won't know the difference. Then Satan had to find out from people. Herod said, yeah, Herod had to call the astronomers or whoever were there. Uh, 
the Magi and so on, to find out about the prophecies of Christ, realized the star, began to send them. But the way, once you are in the kingdom, Satan has to even ask people or things on how to get to you. He doesn't know things in the spirit. He knows things only by seeing the natural. So only the moment that Jesus was baptized by John was the moment that Satan knew who he was. That's why the first demons manifested only from that moment onwards. Because then they knew this is the Messiah. Beforehand, he did a shotgun effect. He said, let's kill all the children at a certain age to do a shotgun. Why? I don't know exactly know where he is. Are you guys with me? So Jesus comes, God comes through a man to enter into this world. Are you guys with me? So Jesus basically found another way apart from the garden and the ark, the cherubims, to come into the world. Say with you, the key of the presence of God. The key of the presence is cherubims. The key of dominion is Genesis chapter number 1 verse 26. It was given to Adam and Adam lost it. But Jesus came as the lost Adam to restore what he has lost. The moment we get saved, we don't get put into the kingdom. Only those who are born again are put into the kingdom. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. There's a difference between salvation and born again. Born again means to be born from above, meaning that heaven's kingdom is coming upon you. You are born as a child, but your son is given. Children don't enter the kingdom. Sons enter the kingdom. Sons carry the government on their shoulders. The kingdom on their shoulders. Another word for government is kingdom. Are you guys with me? A child cannot carry the kingdom. Sons are those who carry the express image. They have the ability to be encountered and carry the DNA. The only way you carry the express image is by spending a lot of time there. What did Jesus say? He says, me and my father are one. Are you guys with me? So that there can be a rubbing off, a tapping into a DNA. But the message of religion would want to tell you there's no such thing as fatherhood. Uh, there's no such thing as importation. You know, you can just go to every church, let no pastor control you. And you know, the moment you want to say to somebody, listen, just clean the church, that is a cult. Um, uh, 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 uh. And we get into this nonsense. Why the only way that the kingdom is run is by fatherhood. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Are, are you guys with me? And uh, there, are, there, are, there are many, many more keys. But we're going we're gonna to need to go. I'll get into this. I'll get into this next time. I'll leave it here as a suspension, as a uh, 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 suspense or um, waiting. Just stand to your feet. Say with you the keys of the kingdom. Zedoska Adred, raise your hands to the Lord for me, raise your hands wherever you are. Lebroska Adre Kedele de Namasco Takedre Baskataya. Leska Adonoska Atekelebreskataya. Zedanoska Dele de Lebradoska Talabadieskataya. Zekanoska Adre de Namaskotaya. Lebradonoska Telebereke de Lebradoska Takedarabaya. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
May the anointing rest upon your people. May you give us revelation to capture and catch keys of the kingdom, to understand the ability to enter in and have access into the things of the spirits, to have access into other realms and dimensions. I pray that those who under the sound of my voice, that you'll give them access, that you'll bring them into the grace that you have put upon our lives, placed upon our lives, that you'll cause these borders to expand, that you'll cause their borders to expand. Say with me, I receive keys this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give him a praise offering, church.